I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom, sick kombucha for your boom. Back to It Girls Podcast. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay. How are we all? Welcome back to another sexy episode. We're still dancing. We've had theme tune. We have. We have had quite the time though, haven't we, during fucking um, Mercury Retrograde? Oh shit. Shit's real. Shit is popping off. Like we've had an issue with our little studio, which is only new. That's very fucking Mercury Retrograde. We've had communication mishaps in our friend group. We've yes. had fighting. Not between me and Lindsay. No, girls. between me and my sisters. Yes, I'm dropping their punk asses. <laughs> I left WhatsApp groups, which was childish. Childish, childish behavior. I'm like, what the fuck? A 33-year-old woman. <laughs> bitch of a bitch woman. Bitch of a woman. Back in. <laughs> Lindsay left. Lindsay if, left. If choir was a mood, yeah. Lindsay left. Lindsay left the chat. <laughs> now Lindsay is asking you to get back in the chat. I know. Can you not get me back in Sorry, the chat? Sorry, I completely forgot. I'll add you. I'll add you. I'll add you. I have shit to be saying. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, me and Jenny had a little night on Friday night. Friday night. We had a pizza party. Night, little pizza party. We oh, it was so stunning. Because like so we cozy. actually we have to we have to find the time to have a, a bit of a moment for a friendship every now and We again. do. We have to actually instill that more. Because yeah. sometimes it can be all work, no plan. And we still got a little bit of work in there. We always end up being doing it. We always bit. usually when we get to a certain um level of lit, that's yeah. when we're like, thing about YouTube, what we can do. <laughs> so true, but I mean that we always come out with oh, fire when, ideas as oh, well. No, literally dabbing all over that those creative juices. Wet ass <laughs> pussy, wet ass brains. Speaking of just a, a small plug, it just came to my brain as you're speaking of. Um, one thing that we do want to let you guys know is because it's lockdown, we're doing lockdown live streams again. So they're every Monday, 8 till 9 p.m., just like an episode of your favorite chat show. 8 to 9 every Monday over on Patreon. That's we're going to be idea. doing cheeky things over on X Gals. We had so. such a good one on Monday. It was so yeah, fun. It was so fun. We're going to be popping bottles, Um, you know, just getting us straight for the week just yeah. like a fun little thing on a Monday night and we're going to make sure that everyone we talk about something specific yeah so next week would be the best time to sign up for that because it's the end of the month now but just letting you know first of November I would encourage you to go sign up for X Gals it's a fiver and you're going to get streams podcasts so much shit anyway. five euro Moving on, um, so on Friday night, was it Friday? Friday night? Saturday yeah, Friday night. night. Um, we, oh, we watched the Miley Cyrus MTV Unplugged. So MTV is back with their Unplugged. Finally, Legend finally. Finally MTV are fucking putting some music on my screen. I know, for once in their goddamn lives. Like, for real, because like, 
Jenny and I, as you know, we love Tiny Desk. Yeah, and we're music. I mean, we well, we also love the old MTV Unplugged. Oh yeah, we do. Like Lauren, Lauren Hill, Hill, Kirk Cobain, Kirk Cobain, Legends Only. And now, so we watched Miley Cyrus. So it was in her gaff. It was like in her garden, beautifully filmed. And I think that's the the vibe for these ones. It's called like back garden, it's more sessions. curated because it's COVID. You know, so everyone's at home because. Get the uh, celebs and their gaff. That's what I mean, like, because that's what I love, right? Tiny desk, mm-hmm. love it and all, love it, love it, love I'm it. I'm sick of seeing the tiny desk, but I mean, it's their thing. I'm, I agree, but the whole, like, you know, the beauty of MTV is their access to yeah. actual celebs. I mean, my, merging cribs with MTV Unplugged. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, please give that man a raise, <laughs> or sorry, give the woman a raise. <laughs> I give, give it. That, give that's that so problematic that yeah. I presumed it would be a, a man in that. It's the patriarchy. <laughs> um, so I was like, Lindsay, you so, have so to sorry. watch this. A few glasses of wine in. I, you know, when you're like, you have no idea. I was like, it's so fucking good. And oh my God, isn't it so good? It's so good. And she looks sick. Best she's ever looked. She has the mullet, and I, I know mullets are like bopping around Dublin I'm, town. Yeah, I'm pro. Me and Lindsay are pro mullet. We've yeah. been pro mullet for a while, though. No, I'm, I'm always now. pro mullet. I adore mullets, and people could like to be <laughs> like fucking like chic people like to be like, uh, mm, not a moment for me. Mullets are mullets for like that is a fucking mullets have been cool forever. They, they were never not cool. Like in my in my opinion, <laughs> like a, a proper mullet. That's now. my opinion. That's my opinion. <laughs> but like uh, the, the type of mullet has to be the right now. I'm not talking hillbilly mullet. I'm talking like Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Um, who else had a cool mullet? All the punks. All the punks and uh, you know the kind of like this is England vibe. Like yes. remember uh, oh. Lol from This Is England. She has a deadly little. Oh. Like very, very fucking cool. Now Miley Cyrus, we did discuss, and Lindsay and I have come to the the, the decision that her mullet works so well because she's blonde and has roots. Just yeah. letting you all know. Yeah, and because she's Miley Cyrus and has yes. access to, like, God knows who's cutting that mullet. Yes. Mullet. Um, but I loved my favourite. So if you see Jenny and I walking around <laughs> Dumbtown with a mullet. I'm so tempted. Mind your business. <laughs> Mind your damn business. <laughs> when I was watching the first time with Evan, I was like, he was like, ha her hair. And I was like, I love it. And he kept laughing. And I was like, no, Evan, I'm not joking. He was like, you should get it. And I'm like, you don't understand. Please do not encourage me. I'll be going into first the bangs. Feeny. First the bangs. And then it will just be like, do you know what? <laughs> After a few glasses of wine, I was like, I kind of do have a mullet. <laughs> I know. It was like when Lindsay, got, when Lindsay got her one tattoo back in the day of uh, Rilo on her wrist, her, your brother was like, you basically have a sleeve. That's I how I felt in my mullet. I'm like, I, I, I basically I, have a mullet, guys. I'm so kind of punk rock. When I put my hair behind my ears, but she's dressed dressed real kind of like she has this one dress that's kind of like a stripper dress. I presume it's IMG at the label. Yeah, yeah. We we did discuss that. We it didn't look couture, but I liked that about it. It was like yeah, it was trashy tacky. and tacky in and a it great way, sexy. But like it kind of if she had like we were saying this is we're just regurgitating the conversation. We were saying with our glossy ass bouncy hair with that dress, it would yeah. be too much of a look, no, especially yeah. with the red lip. But like. Um, because she had the kind of shaggy, mm-hmm. like, dare I say, they, them hairstyle. Just like a very androgynous moment. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty of Then she of could get away with this, like, sexy ass yeah. dress. It's all about so the juxtaposition. That's why we're getting mullets, so we can dress <laughs> sluttier. <laughs> like, they would be very uh, Quar 2.0 of you and I both rocked oh out of here gosh. with mullets. And I mean rock in a literal sense. <laughs> <laughs> So another bit of showbiz news before we get into this app, um, which you're going to love, by the way, we have a special guest. Yeah, speaking of mullets. Oh, 
Oh, we'll get into that in a minute. We will, but um, so M Rata Emily Rata has otherwise known as I've seen otherwise known as the most annoying girl on the planet, presumably. Some would say yes. Some would. I think most bitches would say yes. Yes. She has come out. She's writing a book, and it's entitled "My Body." And her body is now pregnant. She's pregnant. And I am so fucking happy. 2020, thank you for giving me this one this one little thing. The fact that this bitch is getting fat, I'm like, I can sit back and watch this bitch grow for the next nine months. Yes! <laughs> oh but then my God. we got to prepare ourselves for the close-up HD nipple in the mouth of her newborn. Yeah. And the bounce back abs. Like Jenny and I were talking about like, okay, how do we see this play out? First of all, it's going to be the longest pregnancy in the world. She's yeah. going to probably still have abs. She's, she's already a good, I'd say five months. She's yeah. got a... B- uh, 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 uh. She's popped and she's so tiny. She's probably, yeah. she's probably dropping that baby out in three weeks. Yeah, she's probably like, <laughs> very little of me. Had a- she, do you know what she'd be? This would be her. If she didn't get big, she'd be like, I was so angry I didn't get big oh my during goodness, my pregnancy. Yes. She'd be like, it was so annoying that my abs still showed in my tits. And it's I was be- eating. Like, yeah. I was eating, like, I was chowing down. Well, she I've always, never eaten so She much. always says that shit, doesn't she? She's always like, I eat so much pasta. It's like, she's like, my body made by pasta. I'm oh like, my goodness. Your so body is annoying. made by an eating disorder. And your body is made <laughs> by <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> And you can't have that when you're pregnant. Yep. Ha ha ha. ha. Rid- riddle me this, Emily. <laughs> ha ha. No Coke for you, Emrata. <laughs> but like, not in- even Coke, Coca Cola. I know. Oh, yeah. God. Can't even have Coca Cola. Caffeine. Um, she'll probably be having turmeric lattes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But she. Matcha all day, every day. Her fucking. She had that article that she wrote a while ago, and everyone was like rimming. Everyone her was over jizzing it. themselves. And now, I'm like, have a bit of decorum, bitches, on uh, the gram. Honestly. But like the whole fucking article was like, I mean, there was obviously a second half of the article, which I'm not um, talking down upon, where she had like an alleged assault, all this kind of stuff. But the first half of the article, it was unbearable. Like, I'm sorry. Explain the bit. Remind me of the flipping flowers. Oh, (laughs) she had this bit of the article where she was like talking about like how the paparazzi take her photo, which by the way, she is known paparazzi caller. Like no one, like she's like a Kardashian, but like slightly indie. Like no one- You call the paps. You call the paps. And no one gets paparazzi pictures looking this good all the time in these like staged formats. So like she was like, I went to a flower shop to get flowers for my friend's 40th birthday. Like very much like she's 40. Mary, I think her name was. So like already Mary, who's 40. Yeah. And she was like, I was getting her flowers. And she was like. Get her a Birkin bag. You're loaded. <laughs> flowers. Shove them up your foot. Oh, well, will I find the passage? Yes, do, do, do. Okay, I found the article. So she says, in the photo, I'm holding a gigantic vase of flowers that completely covers my face. I purchased the flowers for my friend Mary's birthday at a shop around the corner from my old apartment in NoHo. The arrangement was my own. I'd picked the flowers from various buckets around the shop while <laughs> telling the woman behind the counter that my friend was turning 40. I want this bouquet to look like her, I said, grabbing a handful of lemon leaves. Oh, from- stop. She's so annoying. I like the shot the paparazzo got, but not because it was a good photo of me. I'm completely unrecognizable in it. Only my bare legs and the big old-fashioned tweed blazer I was wearing are visible. The wild-looking flowers substituted for my head as if the arrangement had grown skinny legs and thrown on dirty white sneakers. Skinny, sorry, just just letting you know my legs are skinny. A bouquet hitting the concrete streets, taking a walk on the town. (laughs) The next day after I seen myself in the picture online, I sent it to Mary, writing, I wish I actually had a flower bouquet for a head. Ha! 
Same, she wrote back immediately. I'm sure fucking Mary does being friends with you. Listen, <laughs> bitch. Instead, and I, this is not even my words, it's a Daily Mail comments. I fucking crack up when I see a dude. <laughs> I can't lie. They always call her a dash hound. Now, obviously. Which is look, very bold, very bold, very bold. No, it's mean. But it's, it's mean. when she's really, re- she's just, she really, <laughs> it's just, she is pushing me. You know, like, it's just constant the torso. Constant. And fucking hell. Second time. Jenny, this side note. Remember we did the, when... Emrata brought out that photo <laughs> with the fucking armpit hair. Yes, and we did her. Twice a man has thought that that was legit. <laughs> Twice. So me and Lindsay, that, if you that don't photo know, almost stopped me getting two dicks. We'll put it, we'll post it again on our stories because that'll be a good refresher. Really funny uh, picture. We'd like remade her like fucking fake armpit hair. And then my favorite reaction of that was when people were like, you've clearly photoshopped hair on your armpit. You're not being feminist. It's like, that's the point. We we photoshopped, well, Evan photoshopped the exact <laughs> tuft of hair <laughs> onto our armpits. Oh my God. I, we have laser. We are dolphins. Yeah. We do not, we are hairless queens yeah. from the neck down. Yeah, yeah. No, no hate, Emily. But then my favorite thing was that she posted that photo and then like the next. And not that there's anything wrong with fucking armpit hair. No, I know. It's I know. just like the fact that she was like, yes, it's like Julia Roberts did that years ago. And it made no big fucking show and a dance about no, it. And also like no one band. gives a fuck about armpit hair anymore, especially in New York. Half the people I follow in New York have armpit hair. It's, it's like, not a thing, honey. And especially when it's you. It just, I hate so it when annoying. celebrities are so far removed from reality they think it's like she thought it was groundbreaking to pose a picture of her fucking fake armpit hair and then the next day she was photoed in like niece with like completely shaved armpits it's like at least follow through at least be the girl with the armpit hair yeah like if you are actually going to be emily one of my favorite memes ever <laughs> it was like uh, on twitter it was like um it's like i swear to god i'm gonna kill my boyfriend if he likes that emily emily ratatouille's pictures anymore oh my god because like no but like emily ratatouille <laughs> <laughs> like no one can ever say it's like Ratajabadaga. But, but it is just frustrating. Like I mean, I love beautiful women. I stand beautiful oh, me women. Too. I, I'm a and, very woman support woman. And I will acknowledge her as a beautiful fucking She's woman. She's sexy as hell, but it's just like she shoves it down the face of us. Like I'm imagining these pictures with the newborn, which she will probably keep faceless. She won't yeah. show the baby's face. Me and Lindsay said she'll be like smushing the child against her big not fake her big fucking natural titties. She'll be using the baby so the baby <laughs> make will be latched boot. onto one nipple and then maybe the little foot will be on the other nipple. Yeah. So she's perfect. Like she's but her tits co- will still she's be completely perky. nude apart from this baby. The Doberman's head is covering the pussy. Yeah. The Doberman's sitting in front of her with the, the spiky cut ears, which are very not cool. No, because doing. that means they that cut they their ears oh, oh and no. put them up in splints. Oh, I hate that. And I saw a Doberman in Malhaikasi today and had its natural ears, and I was like, pop off, Queen. So you're telling me, Emily Ratatouille, that you can have natural fucking armpit hair, but your dog is going to be oh maimed? Maybe she rescued the dog, though. Well, I don't care. I doubt it. She's kind a of design like... Design a dog. A design a dog. But yeah, she will, like, I mean... She That'll is, be covering the yeah. coochie. The ear <laughs> is covering the flipping vagina. And then the... And that's this is what we're going to be constantly, constantly on the receiving end. I wish I had, like, I wish I had grown. My friend, my 40-year-old friend just had a baby, and she maintained... She's huge. She's huge. I wanted to be fat. Ah. Oh, my God. Women. Women are unbearable. But, yeah, she's bringing out, like, a a, sto- like a book, a thesis. It's called My Body. She put it on her Instagram the other day. I'm oh. like, 
just just please but now that she's growing and she has had she did her first um paparazzi called photo shoot around yeah. ny and if you're looking at this jenny i'm just going to turn this this is a video of um apparently these paps hounding per moe well she said that in her article as well the one on the court it was so like every day i leave my it's like you call them like you there call is no them way queen and there, pop off get your get paid for bopping but yeah like, i mean at least the kardashians like just don't make a show in it like they obviously call the paparazzi constantly but like they're not like Oh my god! You know they might play it up for the fucking like cameras. that's why you're famous, yeah, because you're bopping around the streets of New York, and so she has this like random dre- like this is the pregnancy shot, the first pregnancy. Now look, I love that she's doing it, but it's just gas. It's just so gas. I mean, I laugh this shit up. The I fact that she do. is, I mean, it's like I, if I'm pregnant again, will I be wearing this? Yes, she is wearing like a oh, long yeah. ass dress, and she has a cut out. Um, in the side with the side boob and the pregnancy and and, and the thong look a little thong <laughs> I mean I do like the she's one thing gassed, like, she's got the one thing I love off. about her is like she commits to the whole like everyone should be sexy like her entire thing this pregnancy will be like stop sexualizing my pregnant body while sexualizing herself yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean fair play she commits to the she cause is, I mean she's just so gassed she's constant entertainment well done Emily we yeah, love you yeah. dear god I love you um so girls this week on the podcast we have such an exciting guest for you a guest who was a long time coming but we were so so happy to uh, record with earlier on in the week my good friend Taya Hachich Vlahovic she is an icon she is a tumbler we met on tumblr and we tell this story how she has just released a book called life of the party and because genuinely she is the life of the party if you go out with Taya like she is the most fun she knows how to start a party she's just a lovely energy and such and it was your first time meeting her yeah via zoom wasn't it Lindsay it was. you followed each other for like as long as I've known her so so cool to have the platform to be able to showcase like new people that you wouldn't find you know from other podcasts yeah. like we obviously love um you know just showcasing new creatives and like Taya's book is so funny it's yeah. small enough to kind of if you like I mean like we speak about in the podcast like books can be overwhelming if you haven't picked yeah. one up in a minute but this is so funny and like perfect for this time round of lockdown and just escapism and like reading yes. about like her parties and like guys she's getting with and all this crazy shit and she's just so fun wild and sharp and um, we actually have a reading. Taya yes. gave a reading. So we're going to play that now and then we will get into the episode. So enjoy and um, buy the book, follow Taya and Let us know what you listening. Think. Yes. Hey gals, it's Taya, the author of Life of the Party. Um, you can get the book on clashbooks.com. They ship worldwide and they provide really great packaging. It's usually gold or silver. Um, it's glamorous. So here's a short reading from the chapter 11, La Puerta dell'Inferno. Being a door girl in a fashion capital is like being the cheerleader in an American high school. Everyone resents you but has no choice but to be nice to you. You hold the keys to their social success. And you have an excuse to dress slutty. It's the coolest thing that ever happened to me. Being a successful door girl is about the right mix of stamina and skills. Standing outside in the freezing cold, in high heels and underwear, bored out of your mind, having to make conversation with bouncers is tough. But that's not the hardest part. The most difficult door girling task is rejecting people. Sorry, love, may I suggest the club next door? Or the McDonald's? It doesn't come naturally to me. I hate when my anxiety gets in the way of being a cunt. 
The club opens, and the sea of leeches rush towards me. They'd tear me apart if they could. I feel like a witch at the stake. My clipboard of names is my shield. My cigarette is my sword. I smoke two packs a shift. I'm out here from 23 o'clock, 11. I'm allowed to go upstairs at 2.30. The party lasts until 5. Then I wait for my boss to get paid. Then we all go to an after party. It's not a lifestyle unless it's killing you. The types of people I let in. One. Anyone on the list, duh. Two, models I've gone out with. Three, models I want to go out with. Four, my boss's friends who aren't on the list. They're easy to recognize. They're wearing Ferragamo and have frozen faces. Five, well-dressed Russians. Six, badly-dressed Russians. Ugly clothes are the most expensive. Seven, kids who've come several times, been rejected, and keep coming back. Patient, polite, and persistent. It helps if they're cute, too. The types of people I don't let in. One, drunk sfigati. Two, sober sfigati. Three, Americans. Four, beggars. I don't mean homeless people. I'd let them in instantly, but they don't come to my parties. I mean people who beg to be let in. Come up with a story at least. Say you left your baby inside. Get creative. I'm so bored out here. Five, marangoni students. Ha 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 ha, fuckers. Six, my boyfriend. Oh, cazzo. What's he doing here? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, a guest that we've been trying to get on for ages. Finally, well, Mercury did get in our way, but we shall not mention her. Um, it is comedian, author, and good friend of the podcast, Ms. Taya Hachish-Flahovich. Did I say your name right, Taya? You did it! Whoa, you well done. done. <laughs> I nailed it, I nailed it. So, how Thanks are you Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for coming. All the way from City of Angels. <laughs> <laughs> We're zooming it up. We are. Um, so, how are you, Taya? I'm, uh, I'm surviving. I'm thriving. Um, my hair is pink now. I was just telling Jenny before we started recording that Lockdown has made me go through like 10 different existential and physical transformations. But I think that now I've come out on the other side. You have. And I'm okay. I mean, yeah. your hair looks great. I think everyone went through a moment, you know, with the hair and, you know, yeah. it, it was hard. Um, and how There were a lot of shaved heads. Yes. A lot of shaved heads. And I was considering bleaching my eyebrows. I mean, it is a great look. I was like, obviously because of it, someone I find on Instagram, a, a model. Why else? Yeah, who a has model. like dark hair. She's Latino and like uh, has bleached eyebrows. I was like, oh, I want to look like that. Okay, 
but no, I, I refrain. That's that's what we do, right? When we when we go to like a hairdresser with a picture of a haircut we want, we actually just want the model that has the haircut on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like when I when I got my hair red, I was like, why don't I look like? Eva Evangelista, whatever her name was, or like, why do I not look like ginger spice? Like, where are my big tits and like my British plaid dress? And we'll never it's learn. Like, it's so weird. I know we never learn. Uh-huh. The red looked great on you though, and I mean, like, that's it was an iconic look for lockdown. I have to say, and the mullet. I mean, right. you've been yeah. through many, many looks uh, over the last lockdown, and I'm proud of you. Well done. The lockdown was like kind of the '80s, like a mini '80s for everyone. You know, like that era where yeah. you're gonna show your kids pictures of like yeah. how embarrassing you were. But instead of a decade, it was just like eight months. Hopefully, oh my god, I oh hope god, it's be like a decade. Yeah. So what's it like um, where you are now? So I'm in I'm in Venice now um, in LA. I mean, it's technically its own little town, but um, I it's I mean it's cool here because you've got the beach, so you can be outside. And I mean, of course, all the junkies and all the people in tents are outside. What I love about Venice is it's like the only place in California um, where it's not illegal to be like visibly homeless, to be living in a tent. So like I go skateboarding every day on the boardwalk and I just pass by like these gorgeous communities of like hot shirtless junkies, like (laughs) cooking beans in little, in little pans. And, you know, just like they've got their, they've got the showers for the beach. They've got like the, the bathrooms, you know, it's just like a really great, I really love the vibe here. Cause I was in WeHo um, before a few months ago and there everyone is just like flexing, like flexing their cars, flexing their Botox, flexing their, Instagram, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I was like so sick of the flexing. Here, the biggest flex you can have is to be barefoot and addicted to methadone. <laughs> Stunning. Yeah, that is and, a flex. So I love it. It's and, not a yeah. flex here. No, unfortunately. I don't know what the hell they put in our heroin. It's like it must be mixed with goose fat because, like, <laughs> I feel like in America, like your um, addicts are like super wafy and Hot. kind of sexy like ours are like bloated and they have these well, big blue bloated hands i think it's the alcohol mm-hmm. i think it's mm-hmm. the alcoholism as well that makes because i think in over there like you guys all get you know a, a, like a starter course because you all get put on like ah! like oxy by the age of like 11 when you break your arm or something yeah. and then it's like here is yeah. your life now you will be addicted to heroin in a few years but yeah i mean it is it is a great like career path no i really think i hate to be basic but after living around a bit, I've realized it really all comes down to the weather. It all comes down to the yeah. weather. Like the I became like Jenny's seen me through all my phases and we'll get into that. But like in Milan, I had to be kind of like glamorous and like covered in fur coats because like the weather, you know, you had you, I had to walk around in my little heels you yeah, know? Yeah. here. The moment I moved to Venice, I started wearing flip flops like I kind of. I didn't like change my body, but my body looks like Iggy Pop's body. No, if that makes sense. Like suddenly I am Iggy Pop. Like I feel like I'm tan. Like I have like a, you know, six pack. I don't, but it's just like the junkies here. They're just hot because they're at the beach. Y'all have a beach, but it's like the type of beach for like suicides. Like no offense. <laughs> it's like freezing. Like we're actually looking at it right now. And surprisingly people still go in the sea. It's like all day. Well, like, but, I mean, I don't know how the fuck they that do That was it. one of the weird things that came out of lockdown everyone is getting in the sea and talking about how amazing it is for mental health and like I now feel like I live right across the road from the beach and I don't fucking get in that sea like it is ice (laughs) cold like why would I ever do that that would not help my mental health that would put me in such a bad mood I have tried it and I'm like (laughs) 
my hair is all salty and I'm freezing. Yeah, it's like, great. I have to wash yeah. my hair now. My my precious yeah. oils I've been my trying to save fucked. up. <laughs> yeah, my fake tan is screwed. But you see, Tay is annoying because I always like when I met Taya, which we'll talk about now in a sec. Taya was so pale, and it was like by choice, which I always find like mind blowing. Like she's like <laughs> tries to be pale, and then like I remember when her and our friend Yulia uh, went to Ibiza. Like Taya got so tan. I'm like, I forget you're Croatian. Like you have like Mediterranean yeah. skin tone and. You choose to be pale, but I'm glad to hear you've got that tan going because it's life is better with. Well, you know what? All those years that I was choosing to be pale, that was actually I didn't know it yet, but I was just preparing for my destiny because, you know, we all here care about skincare. I've been using anti wrinkle cream and sunscreen since I was 10, like Mm -hmm. literally. And so the the avoiding the sun and the being pale thing was always like a skincare choice. Yeah. Because who knew that at 30, I would move to the freaking beach. Yeah. And so now, you know, I, I feel like I've been stockpiling like years of like collagen and, <laughs> you know, just like taking care of my skin because now it's just it's just shot. There's nothing I can do. I've got this like brown spot under my eye, which like tortures me. Um, <laughs> I had one so, of those you know, lasered. I had a little yeah. burst capillary like on my uh-huh. eye bag and it just was so annoying. But they lasered it off. Just one little zap. Really? Gone, yeah. Okay. I went to a dermatologist and I was like, can you get rid of this brown spot? She was like, we'll give you a peel. It's 500 bucks. You're going to love it. And I was like, okay, like I came in here for lasers. I came out with a peel. (laughs) My face peeled for a week. And the brown spot was just more visible because the rest of my skin was like gorgeous. And the brown spot was like, what's (laughs) it? It was peeling away the reveal of the brown spot. But like, it's so annoying because it was in the exact same space. And it makes like, I felt like I looked so much more tired. Oh, yeah. With this big burst capillary, like... Ew. It brings out your eye. I've, I've always had eye bags. This brings attention to the eye bag. And then like any concealer you put over it, it's still like meshing the two different skin tones. Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we could go on. So yeah, aging yeah. Oh, and I, life. I could go on about my broken capillary. <laughs> like, ew, uh, it's just such a weird thing to have. Like one of my little veins just decided to be like, bleep. Yeah. <laughs> and burn. That's sick. It's so, is it like out of stress? Like you were just like, oh. yeah, I know. I think it is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> My veins are popping. Like, it could have been a hard poop. Oh, it could have yeah. been a hard poop. Or maybe yeah. you were labor. Maybe, labor. maybe it was labor. Didn't you get it after Luna? Yeah, I did get it after Luna. Oh, the oh, biggest the biggest you shit you'll ever take. That's really what childbirth feels like. It feels like it's coming out yeah. your ass. That's crazy. Which, and I hear, lo- I hear loads of people are like, no, I don't want to push because they think they're going to shit. I know. Like, they're like, you will, but also the baby. And yeah. when I was talking about that on live a while ago, and one um, someone wrote to me and was like, I'm a nurse. It's impossible not to shit. Because I did not shit both times. Mm-hmm. And I really, like, oh, I really wow. did not. I would, oh, I would fully... Yeah. I publicly like disembowel myself every day online. Anyway, I would say if I shot myself, I just didn't. Yeah. And that is something I am proud of and I'm allowed to own that. <laughs> I did not shit. Speak your truth, queen. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about how we know Taya. Yes. How Taya is one of our friends of the pod. Um, so we, I found Taya, I was trying to think of it today. I think, and this is like as serendipitous as it is, I think I just found your secret Tumblr, which like, when I say secret, like it wasn't openly you. I found it because I think someone retweeted something like a post of yours. Like, I think that is the wildest thing. And then we've been friends for like eight years. I think I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Because we were all on Tumblr. Tumblr was the shit. Yeah, we were all, Tumblr is like, for the people who don't know it, like, I'm really sorry for them because no social media today can compare to it. And in fact, yeah, it was anonymous. Like I was publicly doing another blog and I was a columnist, but I had this private Tumblr, not private, just anonymous Tumblr called Sugar Tits, which is now deleted, which we'll get into that later. But like, 
um, it was called Sugar Tits, and it was where like I went to write about sex and stuff, like what I was getting into. And uh, yeah, and a lot of girls, we called them sugar cubes. They oh, wrote yeah. in, and we would, I would just give advice to them about dating <laughs> and sex and stuff, which is funny that they were asking me for advice because like all I wrote about was how I fucked everything up or like, what stupid terrible decisions I made and then they were like okay so I'm gonna tell you about my boyfriend I just told everyone to dump their boyfriend which is always the best advice um but yeah so I remember Jenny pussycat and uh Mm -hmm. I mean Jenny's tumblr was gorgeous you know lots of suggestive outfit pictures um you know your tone was very funny and ironic as usual you were hilarious and yeah I think that so we we started following each other and you know tumblr again for people who don't know it was very intimate like Mm -hmm. you really felt like you knew everyone that was on there even if even if one of you were anonymous or whatever um jenny writes me and she's like so should i come to milan like how did that happen (laughs) tell me from your side how that happened that you like we had never met and you decided to come yeah i think like we had like a it's kind of similar i guess if someone wasn't on tumblr like you know how you know someone on instagram Mm -hmm. like as in like you reply to their stories and you have like a back and forth and you know you've got like similar like you know things in common but you're not exactly like it was like your personality um in your own little curated page yeah because it was like your movies and your books and quotes that you like you know (laughs) this is like here's all the shit i'm into um and then we were friends on facebook and i think then i don't know if we i don't think we ever really messaged maybe like a few times on there but i think we must have been talking at the time and at the time i was Lindsay and i had had a a really big fight about maybe two months beforehand yeah because i think i came Uh to see you in like march or february or something like that. yeah it was march it it was cold i remember that and um Lindsay and I had a fight so I wasn't really friends with Lindsay and I just left college so like you know like when you're like when you leave college and like all your college friends like go home or move away so you don't really have any Mm -hmm. friends either and I remember I was dating someone and they were kind of like fucking me over as in like not really talking Mm -hmm. to me or like breaking up me out of nowhere that kind of whole bullshit that happens when you're like I guess I was 22 at the time and like we were talking and I remember I was working in this like retail job so like and I was saving Mm -hmm. to move to New York which I did the year following but I had like some money kind of, you know, to spare. And I was just like, this girl looks like fun. I was like, she is, I also knew like from your Tumblr that you were like, I mean, it wouldn't be like asking, you know, I was like, I knew she would like receive this message well. Um, and I was like, <laughs> I'm looking to go away. I was like, if I come to Milan, like, do you want to hang out? And she was just like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, you yeah. stayed in... <laughs> I stayed in her apartment. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I love the internet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I went out and I bought this, fluffy comforter because like I had my own room but it was a twin bed and I was living with these two boys and there was just like this random ugly couch in like the middle of the 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 hall and so I went out and I bought a comforter I was so excited to meet Jenny because (laughs) here's the thing also um I had this I went out a lot and I had like a lot of experiences but I didn't really have good friends Mm -hmm. so that's one thing that when Jenny came to visit me I think she realized I was very lonely there I was so excited I was you know big on the internet but I was alone all the time so I was so excited to have Jenny I bought this comforter for her (laughs) and I'll never forget I'll never forget watching her like walk off the bus the Malpensa bus like you were like in this tight white little dress (laughs) big ponytail holding clutching this huge bottle of whiskey oh, honey yeah. no honey bush because like because i would read tay's blog and she always said she drank whiskey and i was like yeah, oh I'll bring I her some whiskey. irish whiskey so i brought her like this like honey flavored bushmills whiskey and we drank the whole fucking bottle before we went out we got it so was drunk so iconic <laughs> was that when and you like, were constipated we just, yes 
<laughs> I remember I was constipated the week before I went to see Taya and like I was like I've tried everything and Taya was like while we were drunk she's like the only thing you need to do is drink all night and I was like okay and it worked and I know yeah. that we weren't yeah. friends at that time but I do know you were constipated <laughs> <laughs> But I think we were oh, both man. probably kind of equally lonely in that way because I kind of had felt like me and my best friend weren't friends anymore. And like, yeah. I didn't really feel like I had any friends then. You know, So I think well, I was Lindsay, also shook. If it makes you feel better, Jenny talked about you like the whole time. Aww. Like it was clear, it was clearly like, like I heard oh, all it was about the worst. Like, you going to London, da da da. Like she was like in love, with, you know, it was like yeah. she was in love with you and she came to, to you know, air out her broken heart it was um, and it was a so breakup. much fun it was a breakup it was. like you know yeah, Jenny and yeah. I were like single gals at that point you know we were seeing each other all the time basically living together in my little apartment eating pizza and drinking cider all the time and then I get this fella and you know I'm like oh this crazy English man is moving into my house and I think it was just like a really like just jolted our whole fucking situation yeah yeah but um yeah. we're back now and it's we're wonderful back now, so it's awesome. but we had so yeah. much fun in Milan I think I stayed for like it was a weekend I guess like a Friday Saturday Sunday must have been something like that yeah and we got wasted in my kitchen like in the afternoon we drank like the whole bottle of whiskey and then here's the thing so Yulia and Jenny have this running joke about me and it's not a joke I don't know where to take people. Now I do, now that I'm like, you know, I'm married, I've been around a little more, but like, I just went to like shitty bars, but I went to the cheapest bars where I could get $3 whiskey, three euro whiskey. I knew all the guys on the street that sold roses. Like those were my friends. Like, so, so Jenny comes and there were no parties that weekend. Like usually if there was like a big fashion party or something, of course I would have taken yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Particular weekend was, you know, Milan, it's like, it's kind of dead when there's nothing happening. So I just took her to these like really shitty bars. Um, I mean, I showed her the Duomo, but I was like, yeah, that's not worth seeing. We went to Guess though. We, we became obsessed with this like red dress that cost like a hundred euro. We like dreamed about it. We couldn't get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so put on her fake tanner, which was like so insane to me what she went through with this big sponge on her hand. Didn't you Remember get it? Spray tan. Can you get my back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, Taya, you have to do my fake tan. She was like, I've never done this before. And I'm like, you put on, you wear so much makeup, Taya, you'll know how to do it. I'm like, just yeah, spray it, it on like the mist. Science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, her mind was blown. It is wild though. Like, I mean, your face is one thing, but painting your whole entire yeah. body, like yeah, I yeah. dread doing it. I'm oh, like, God. no. There's nothing worse. I mean, but you brought but, me to yeah. like, you say these places are a shit, but like for me then I was like, this is so damn cool. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, it's like fun. I mean, again, if you're, if you're just drunk with a friend, I mean, anything is fun. I just wish I had known then the more, you know, hip. But like, again, to me, it was hip to just be able to be drunk around a bunch of people. Like yeah. that's, that's the kind of person I am. But we had fun. Oh, there's this one thing that Jenny said that goes through my head. You know, when like someone tells you something random and it's something that you'll repeat to yourself yeah. like for the next million years. So like, uh, we like came back from walking around town and then we were like going to go out to drink. And I was like, oh, I should refresh my makeup. And Jenny looked in the mirror. She was like, hmm, you know what? Sometimes it's best to just get a whole new face. And so we like redid our whole makeup again. For And I just think of it sometimes when I'm when I have cute makeup on for the day and then I want to pop out at night again, I hear Jenny's voice. Sometimes it's good to just get a whole fresh face. And then I do it and stuff. And I was like, what are you doing again? Um, do you know what's wild it's though? It different. is like that whole idea of, you know, we have to be so kind of, thoughtful or kind of careful with how we speak to people because stuff like I remember stuff from a kid like there's one thing that just stays in my head that my mom's friend once said we were like at a Christian camp and um 
we were like getting ready for bed and my mum's friend, she had like her pajamas and she put them over the radiator and she was like, oh, I just treat myself really nicely. I do that every night. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I know. I was so like, that's cute. the cutest. So now anytime I want to like do something, I'm like, well, I'm treating myself nicely. So of course I should buy this. Of course I should do that. Treat yourself nicely. I was like, that really stayed with me. That is so cute. Like a little treat for myself. Yeah, little <laughs> toasty jammies. I was like, the coziness. So well, that's actually kind of what Tumblr was. Tumblr mm-hmm. was a bunch of that. It was like girls sending out like radio signals to each other in a way that we never could before. Mm-hmm. Like it was really the first time that I feel like girls had sent, they were sending out these radio signals to each other. And it was like, we were getting each other's messages and just eating them up and like yeah. saving them for later for <laughs> when we were all walking around lonely on the street. I would have Jenny in my head. She would have me in yeah, her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have this girl Zayna in our heads. Like, and we were all kind of pushing each other to just fucking live it up. Yeah. It was very, very cool. It was yeah, very, it was very cool. cool. And like, I mean, because you guys obviously met on um, Tumblr and I was like, Jenny was like really into the Tumblr game and I was trying, mm-hmm. I was trying with my Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like not as good at it. Mine was called Glitter Pussy, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. Glitter Pussy oh, yeah, 11. Glitter you. Pussy yeah, 11. Yeah, yeah, you. You're, you're blonde dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, but you were so good at it, Jenny. But it was like really not, uh, I think the thing about Tumblr that was interesting, it was really not embedded in like actual society. Like mm. the way that, mm. like it was the same with MySpace. Like when I was on MySpace, it was so weird. Like when I was in college. It was the weird like, kid on, on MySpace. It. I was like, yeah, and what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, <laughs> like now everyone's on Instagram, but like Tumblr mm-hmm. didn't like really bleed through to actual like real life. It was very much its own little secret thing. world. It was yeah. like this little secret world, but all like, and it was kind of like MySpace rejects almost were on Tumblr. I found it was all people who were on yeah. MySpace back in the day or people who would have been on MySpace yeah, if they were yeah, younger. Yeah. You needed and to know how to use some HTML. Yeah, shit. Yes, you did. <laughs> and like, yeah, Tumblr was just like that. It was like its own little world and you could like, I mean, you'd be on it for hours. I would be on it. Hours. And- Oh my God, the eight hours a day. But you were I learning. Mean, the whole thing. <laughs> like yeah. I would find books <laughs> and movies and like oh. songs and bands and like fashion labels like that I yeah. never would have known. Like I was, it really formed my coolness. Oh, 100%. A lot. And like we found you. And which is like, when you think about it, we were probably so inspired by the fact that you were openly talking about sex yeah. and now we're doing it for a goddamn living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Because I remember, cause you're, <laughs> so your um, blog Crumpets, right? So, oh no, you had Crumpets, which was your public blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had, and I remember yeah. actually, funny story. I remember, I what was your uh, sex one called again? Sugar tits, sorry. Sugar tits. Yeah, completely forgot that. Yep. So oh, sugar, no. <laughs> I found sugar tits before I found crumpets. And I don't know how that happened. But I remember at one point, at one point. Typical Jenny. <laughs> typical. Well, at one point, I remember I had your, your like I had sugar tits, which was like not publicly you. And I was reading crumpets. And I, it, I had this like penny drop moment. Cause I think you, I think there was a picture that you, cause you would post like nudes and stuff on there. Mm-hmm. and you were working as a stripper at the time and I remember that was really interesting but I think I know it was like CSI I think I saw your uh, <laughs> tattoo because she has she has you know the um the cartoon the little toaster what's it called that brave little toaster the brave little toaster do you know that cartoon it's like a cartoon movie of this little toaster let she, me see oh it's your, so cool. kids, your kids should watch it it's oh, great it's really so cute it's really an iconic uh but she had that tattoo and I was like 
oh my god they're the same fucking person i was like whoa and then i think that's how then i added her on facebook and then we copied your idea because jenny and i also <laughs> we had our like main tumblers but then we Secret also had tumblers. our sex tumblers with our sex blog mine was called fuck forever because of baby shambles <laughs> Oh, I love that. Tay is also a big Pete Darty fan. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I yeah. fancy him so much. Even now that he's all bloated and like gray. Oh I'm my like, God. Climb on top of me. Scarfing down that big Irish I know. Incredible. Oh. I mean, I want him with gravy dr- like dripping down his face. Like, yeah. oh. he's just <laughs> iconic. He is. Um, I love no, that he's still so on heroin. Funny. Like, fair play to you. No. So good. Um, but that's the funny thing about Tumblr. Tumblr was like in a way the last subculture mm-hmm. because now everything is public. Everything is cool. Like everything is shared. I mean, of course there's still bullies and mean girls and popular and unpopular followers. I mean, that's the ultimate popularity, whatever bullshit. But Tumblr, it was like cool to have like a secret. It was cool to like not share, not share something with everyone, mm-hmm. which I think kids these days, um, I mean, I don't know who knows what they're into that I don't know about because I'm like ancient, but like kids these days have less of that. Like we don't sit in the main cafeteria. We hide in the janitor's closet and like, you know, I don't know. There's like this, everything is a little bit too public now, which again, we all, all three of us, we profit from being public. Mm. It's literally our job. Yeah. But like, um, I don't know. Something was lost. I guess what you mean, like we were, the point of Tumblr wasn't really likes, it was like, Cool. I remember when Jenny and I and our uh, girl we were hanging out with at the time got a picture and it was like we were so into this picture. We (laughs) took it on a disposable. (laughs) We took it on a disposable camera and we looked so like grunge and we were really trying to be grunge at that time in our lives. So we like secured the look. I was like, Jenny, we actually look authentically grunge. And it got so many notes. It went like viral. Like you remember that like Tumblr virality? And it was like all these blogs. I can't even remember their name, but they're like it was like glam core blood. Like we're just like yeah. and it was like eleven thousand notes. But like I don't was, think I felt yeah. happiness like that. Since. Oh no, yeah. Like it was like, you know oh, when no, they say the real. first time you try heroin is like the best time. Yeah. I'm constantly yeah. trying to chase that feeling that of morality. <laughs> Yeah, and then with all of their notes, any blog you'd click on would be so freaking cool. You'd, you'd spend an hour on each person's yeah. blog. Now, you know, someone someone reposts you, you click on their Instagram, and you're like, oh, they're beautiful. You like three pictures, and you move on. Yeah, yeah. Totally different thing. It'd and be it's like rare. If now if you click someone's Instagram that they share, like, stories and poetry and, mm-hmm. like, you know, naked videos and whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. also rare to, like, Tumblr, everyone was quite unique. Mm-hmm. Like, now, mm-hmm. you know, everyone kind of looks, it's so... It's great when you find someone different on Instagram. Yeah. And so rare because it's like such a big pool of people. Yeah. Mostly who are just extremely normal, which is like fine. But like if you're trying to look for something specific, it's very hard. Yeah. But like kind of with Tumblr was like, you knew that anyone who was on there, there was going to be something interesting because we all had this like common thing together that we both, we all love Tumblr, man. We all love to reblog. What I'm um, interested in as well, which is so cool that you like, you guys met on Tumblr Mm -hmm. and you had your, like you visited um, Tay in Milan Mm -hmm. and then you maintained, like you saw each other and yeah. Yeah. No, when you click like that, like it's just, it's for life. Like I've only seen her then like, I don't know. Oh no. I mean, then she lived in New York for a while, but when, when she was living in New York, I had just moved to New York mm-hmm. and I had just gotten married. And I, in that period, like, I didn't want to go anywhere. I thought, first of all, like when Jenny was living in New York, I just thought she'd be there forever. I thought I would be there forever. Yeah, I thought yeah. Yulia would be there forever. Now none of us are there. So like we, <clears throat> we had this moment where all three of us were there for like a year. If I had known that now, 
that it would have just been like a year. We would have been out like every night, but you know, I just gotten married like two months prior and I was just like building my little, my little rat house with my husband, you know, trying to like learn how to cook for someone without poisoning them. (laughs) The time that time just flew. Of course we did have some fun nights in New York, but we did. It's um, it's been, it's been a long distance relationship mostly this whole time. But that's and, cool. Uh, it's been very fruitful and romantic. It has. It's so fun. I mean, and we met so many friends, like you know, we, like through each other. Obviously, our friend Yulia, who has texted me, she's like, "You better mention me on Tell the podcast." Me how that happened. <laughs> I don't think I'm. I'm. I'm sure I know, but like, I can't remember the story of how. Like, because that's so cool that you guys, total strangers, mm-hmm. and then you like made friends. So with Yulia, Yulia went to college with Taya in Milan. But then she moved to Paris. But then she also, she ditched me immediately. Yeah. Yulia and Jenny became really close when Jenny moved to New York. But, but I wasn't Taya there set us up, basically. Because okay. so they knew, yeah, I yeah. set them up and they loved each other. Taya, I, you know, I'm, like minds, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like-minded girls. Um, and I also, I followed Yulia. We were also following each other on Tumblr. Oh. Because um, I, I think I, I must have found Yulia through you, definitely. And because um, I remember, because she's a photographer. That's how it was because Yulia's mm-hmm. Tumblr was a photography Tumblr, and she, and I think mm-hmm. uh, Sugar Tits like you must have reblogged or reposted one mm-hmm. of her pictures, and I was like, "Ooh, who's this girl?" Because I thought she kind of looked like me because she also yeah, had the yeah. ombre hair. I was like, "We look kind of alike." She had ombre. <laughs> she was wearing all American Apparel, and then when I was in Milan. Yeah. I was telling Tay that I was going to, I was saving to move to New York. And she was like, oh my God, you should, you know, meet up with Yulia. She's like, Yulia's great. She's like, because Yulia's very like motherly. And like, she like really takes people under her wing. Like Aww. anyone who would ever move to New York, Yulia would be like, come stay in my apartment for weeks. And like, I'll cook for you. And like, Yulia's like, the, I love her because like Taya she ta- Yulia, I think I'd go lesbian for like, Yulia. I would like that relationship. <laughs> I would like to be with a woman who's kind of motherly. Oh, and she's a tourist. Yeah. Except I was dating a fucking tourist and that didn't work out. Yeah, but. Okay, maybe Taurus women. <laughs> maybe the one for you. <laughs> but yeah, Yulia's like... What are you? Uh, I'm Pisces. Yeah. Ah, okay. And then Taya is Sagittarius, yeah. like your sisters. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I obviously got on with sisters. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy, aloof, crazy people. But uh, Very aloof, actually. Yeah, yeah, my sisters are aloof. That's their main main quality. That and partying. I love that word aloof. It I sounds know. delicious. Yeah, like, mm, like a f- marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, what I'd love to also talk about is because you mentioned, obviously, you got married right before you moved, because yeah. I think the day or so after that I left Milan, you met your now husband. It was really soon after. Yeah, it was crazy. You That's had wild. come in and, and you you had you, you gave me the, the drunk of my life. <laughs> you 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 were there with me when I professionally dyed my hair blonde for the first time in my whole life. Oh, like I've been dyeing my own hair and it was terrible. Jenny like stuck around with me. I went to this shitty place. I got beautiful blonde hair. And then the next week, my husband comes to town to interview me um, for this magazine. We fall in love instantly. And he takes me to London. He's like, I was supposed to go to London with this other girl. I just told her that she's not coming and you're coming. That was the day after we met and the day after we had sex, which is usually the day after I never see someone again. Um, Yeah, he took me to London, then he took me to Sardinia to meet his family, then he stayed with me in Milan for like a week, and then he was like, I'm moving back to San Francisco to finish my master's, come live with me in my room. And I was like, okay, like I had spent (laughs) five years like becoming who I was in Milan, I had my vice column, and I was a sex columnist, and it was like my whole identity was being this like crazy single girl in Milan. The minute he asked me to move with him in San Francisco, I, I went. 
because you you gotta follow your heart, girlies. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like even if even if it's not on brand, it will become <laughs> the most on brand thing ever. Is, is following your freaking following the love. Yeah, and um. But yeah, it was right after I met Jenny. She was a good omen. I mean, but you you, know? you doing that with Stefano was incredibly on brand for you as well, though. Also, yeah, very, as you said, you know, not it's glamorous. aloof and uh, yeah, and glamorous. Steph- I hated San Francisco. Though. That's like the shit. Oh, yeah, you no offense to anyone that likes it. But. <laughs> she like, because like, so she was in San Francisco while I was in New York and she just kept texting me and Yulia being like, I'm so jealous because we'd be like hanging out, yeah. going to parties. And <laughs> Yulia always knows the best parties as well. That's like Yulia's main trait like yeah. any night you'll be like me- meeting up with Yulia and she's like you know those friends who are just like okay so there's one party like downtown and that's kind of more like cool yeah. kind of vibe but if you want one that's going to be more like drinking and kind of like outdoor concert vibe there's one in Brooklyn <laughs> like she has like five options and all completely different and she's like which one do you want like has her uber open she's like oh my yeah. gosh I love her I know she's great um <laughs> but yeah so then you obviously like you and you married Stefano pretty soon as well and you've been married now for like what is it? Six years? Seven years. Seven years. So what was it's your wedding be seven like? Seven years in December. Huh? What was your wedding like? It was really small. And sh- actually, Yulia got so mad at me because yeah. it, it was like I didn't tell anyone that I was getting married because like we, we couldn't invite anyone. Like we, we, we had to do it like we just wanted to. I mean, he wanted to marry me when we were in the airport in London. He was like, <laughs> let's find like a temple and like just get married. Like oh we just goodness. like it was immediate. Like it was like. You know, really, when you see, I when he got off the tram to meet me at that McDonald's to interview me, and I watched him like walk in front of me, and I remember I looked at his butt. He was wearing these tight khakis, and I looked at his butt, and I thought to myself, "I'm going to marry him." And I was like against marriage, like yeah, exactly were. a year, the weekend that I got married, exactly a year prior, I had written this article on Vice Italy. The title was if you get married, you're a bad feminist. <laughs> and then I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm a bad feminist. Um, but yeah, so we got married really fast. We've been married since then. It's been great. Like, oh, the other day we were at the grocery store and the, and we were just like, you know, playing around, whatever. And the, the clerk was like, oh, are you guys a new couple? Aww. And I was like, no, we've been married for seven years. He's like, what's your secret? And I was like, well, I change my hair so often that Stefano gets to be with a new bitch every month. <laughs> and then he like stopped talking to me. <laughs> But Stefano's great as well. I mean, Stefano is such a character. You would love him, Lindsay. He's, he's a Leo. He's a Leo. Yeah. He's so he's so fun. He's such a great guy. Um, so moving on uh, to the main reason why we got you here, other than you know your fantastic personality and our stories, but you have yeah. just released your first book, Life of the yes, Party. Life of the Party. Now, was this the book that you were writing in New York or trying to get published in New York? Or was this? No. So yeah, when I was in New York, I was like, this is also like this is a good lesson to not feel like you need to be rushed for something. I also remember Jenny telling me when she was in New York, she was like, you know what? I just know I'm not going to get to do anything creative in life. I'm just going to have a job that pays well and travel. And then guess what? You became like, fucking, you know, huge doing your creative stuff. Because when you think you have to reach success by 25, you're going to be really fucking disappointed. Mm-hmm, yeah. And when you set these arbitrary goals for yourself, you're going to be really disappointed. You guys, we didn't even know what podcasts were when you were in New York. You so know, true. they didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I had set this goal that I had to get a book published by 26, which like, why? And I, (laughs) and I was trying to, it just, it just wasn't working. It just like, didn't, it just came out wrong. It was ugly. It came out bad. It's like the first pancake. It comes out shitty. You can eat it, but it's like not nice. Um, So no, it's not that book. This book I, I managed to write just the moment was right. You know, I got pregnant with it. Right. And I just, I wrote it in three months. It just came out. I just didn't, I didn't like sleep. I didn't go out. Stefano would feed me and like make me shower. 
it just came out and um and it, and it worked and i'm i'm very happy about it cuz it was it was kind of therapy some days when i was writing the really kind of rough parts i would just cry and cry and cry all night you know stefan would come and like wipe my face keep writing <laughs> <laughs> like a good italian husband um yeah, because yeah. It, the book is uh, chronicling your time in milan well a very specific time that you spent in milan yeah. Um, so yeah. do, could you let uh, get us up to speed because like Lindsay wouldn't know this story on how you ended up in Milan. So I was so I'm Croatian originally and I, I lived in North Carolina for most of my life. But the fact that I was an immigrant, you know, and I have European parents, I was very lucky because like while we weren't like by any means like financially well off, they had the mentality of like traveling is good. So they always pushed me to study abroad, which is one reason why like the friends that I grew up with, we have very different lives now, just because my parents made me study abroad. This mm-hmm. is something parents are important. So my parents were really fucking cool. And they were like, you have to study abroad at least one year during college. I went to this really stupid, really dumb uh, college, <laughs> Appalachian State University in the Appalachian Mountains. Oh I studied God. fashion in the Appalachian Mountains. So you can fucking imagine. Like to, to, to do our collection, we had to go to Walmart. Like it was so I st- so I, I went to study abroad in Milan. I was only supposed to be there for four months. Like I had still told my boyfriend at the time, like, yeah, I'll see you in four months. I was only supposed to be there for a semester. After two months there, I'll never forget. I was wearing red jeans. I was wearing a black t-shirt. I was eating gelato. I called my mom. I said, mom, I'm not going back. (laughs) Um, And so I stayed for five years. Um, I like, I, so I started, I had to re-enroll into fashion school as a Mm -hmm. non-study abroad student. So during that time I started working in the showroom. That's when the book starts. It's like when, she has some flashbacks and stuff, but it's mostly chronicling a 22-year-old to 24-year-old uh, who's like working in fashion, studying fashion, and just going to tons of parties and dating really terrible, terrible men. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a, it's it's really, I loved how, how it's written that like the chapters are kind of more like snapshots. Like it's not like completely, mm-hmm. you know, you're not like, you know, following one story and the, yeah. the timeline is kind of ambiguous too, which is like, you know, yeah. it means that you don't have to try to keep up and be like, who's this person? Who's that person? You yeah. know, that way. It's really snappy, easy to read and so funny, yeah. which is just great. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's so nice especially in lockdown, to be able to read something and just remember what life was like. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 totally. Um, so I know the chaos. So what? Um, so, OK, we'll talk about it. So obviously the character in the book is called Mia, um, mm-hmm. but Mia is Taya. Mia is Taya. And so I chose specifically to make this a, a fiction, even though everything is basically true, because I wanted a little bit of artistic freedom Mm -hmm. of not having to like continue one certain Mm storyline. I wanted to be able to change people's names so that they wouldn't kill me. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be able to omit certain parts that are just boring. You know, you just just want to keep the snapshots the way your memory works. Yeah. Um, So Mia is Taya. I called her Mia because Mia in Italian means mine. And in fact, during this period of my life, I felt like I belonged to other people. So like, like everyone when they call her by her name they're saying like mia like you're mine okay, and so yeah, she yeah. felt like she belonged to her boss she felt like she belonged to her boyfriend she barely felt like she belonged to herself she barely says her own name um because you know i think a lot of girls go through this moment when like the the, the adult or the authority figures in their life represent everything mm-hmm. and they just go through so much to please these people who you can't please 
-hmm. you end up killing yourself to try to like put a smile on some idiot's face (laughs) when he doesn't care if you live or die. Um, Romantic. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't care if you live or die. But so true. Just girly things. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it is true. Like, even with dating, you know, sometimes like we can be so consumed with how like, you know, this person we're dating sees us or does he like me? What Mm. does he think of me? Does he think I'm weird? And you don't like sometimes I'm dating a guy and I'm like, do I even like this fucker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm so worried about what yeah. he thinks about me that I'm like, hold on. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. Because I yeah. mean, you can just only hold a mirror up to yourself sometimes. And I think, you know, we just had we recorded a podcast um, yesterday uh, for our paid for our Patreon with my mom and uh, which is so cute. And so cute. Uh, but she was like saying, you know, she's like women are just so hard on themselves and all they ever do is like look at themselves and make sure that they're being like the best at their job and the best mother and the best wife and all that kind of stuff. And it, it, that is also essentially like being someone else's. It's like it's no time for yourself. It's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see people on Instagram yeah. being like, I wear makeup for me. It's like, Okay. <laughs> yeah no, i but do that's, but like that's exactly we're so women are so again not to generalize but like fucking yeah. yes women are so empathetic mm-hmm. we are always able to put ourselves in other people's shoes to be able to like help them but very rarely do we think what if if they were me if the tables were turned like i wouldn't like sometimes again stefan was amazing but the one thing that i sometimes tell him like if we're arguing or if he's just being like kind of a dick i'm like just picture this thing that's totally normal for you to be doing. Just picture me doing it. Just picture, <laughs> just try to imagine today flipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Right? <laughs> because people are so used to us being so, it's a given that we're nurturing, caring. We have to, even like the mess, like even the messiest Sagittarius like me, you know, you learn how to like take care, make sure you're amazing, da, da, da. They usually just don't even give a shit. They're just like sitting on the couch. Yeah, you know? yeah. They don't care. While we're like moving around, trying yeah. to like fix everything. Hundred um, oh. percent. And I mean, I I do love taking like I love being a woman. Yeah. You know, I love that we are really good at. I think that often like what sometimes one of the tropes of feminism is like, um, you know, men and women are the same. Like we're not the same. I love the feminine things about me. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not fair when they get stomped on yeah or when they're weaponized against you because i think like the the strength is in like recognizing and the the flaws you know the way Mm -hmm. because like people kind of annoyed when you say like or point out differences between men and women it's not saying that like first of all that differences are bad because differences are can be good for both or that no man is empathetic yeah i mean again we always generalize on this podcast because there's only one only one way to talk about yeah you know 50 percent of the population that's my generalizing you know the way otherwise you can't (laughs) have a good conversation because you have to be like well obviously some people can be blah 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 blah, yeah yeah Yeah. and you're so busy tidying up the possibility (laughs) that you don't even get to the point yeah 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 yeah, but um i mean yeah i think i'm the same like i love being empathetic and i i find that sometimes difficult when i'm like hanging around more so in dating not really with my guy friends but with dating sometimes I'm just like it's so weird that you don't have that part it's I know because it is such a like <laughs> massive part of like our makeup as women yeah and like yeah. you know I, I'll be like crying at some tv show and they, they just are like what I'm like yeah sorry they just the mother is dying in front of her son <laughs> <laughs> cry you fucking robot <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so true though and like I think you could look at that in um in your book Taya like the character Mia is she's like empathetic to everyone else but herself like she as you said she's like so concerned with like her boss to the point of like where you know obviously at the time I know that you were working for someone in fashion PR and like I remember like Taya yeah. telling me she's like I worked like full-time nine to five and I was like and you were in college how she was like you know just night classes sometimes and I, yeah and no and I was on call and I would have to stay over weekends and then take care of her daughter and like it was a whole thing but this right. person recently has been she's a woman and she's recently be, been me too in the sense that people just called her out on like being abusive to everyone that's no ever way. worked for her no and so way. some people were like wait is that the boss in your book and I'm like yes it's oh fucking my it. god but again I don't want I didn't want my book to be like a call out yeah. thing it's just my story I didn't want to put any like I don't care about the the politics um, of it. I don't want it to have some kind of impact where I have to be talking about this yeah. on like the news or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to write my my story because yeah. well, like, I think again a lot of a lot of girls have similar whether you work in retail or for Dolce and Gabbana, it's basically the same thing. People are dicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, one hundred percent. Definitely. And I think, and it's about like, I think at that age, especially now when people come out of college, like around 22 or so, um, you start to do those jobs, like especially like internships and stuff like that. So where mm-hmm. you're not being paid and like the shit that I would have done back in those days for those jobs that I wasn't getting paid for. I'm like, I cannot believe yeah. you only learn that by kind of being fucked over a little yeah. bit, you know? And like yeah. you learn how to kind of stand up for yourself. Yeah. And but it takes mm-hmm. time. Like I'll look back at like some jobs that I had when I was younger and I'm like, I'd love to go back and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. You're actually speaking down to me. I'm not saying yeah. that, but like, it just, yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen. But we don't have that, that, that like confidence, that respect. And it's, and it's for that reason, it's, it is mostly girls that get these kinds of jobs, these, this kind mm-hmm. of grunt work, this kind of unpaid, like we're paying you in like, you know, status. But yeah. it's like, who are all these fucking adults mm, that are yeah. doing? Cause I, when I was like 30, I was employing some 20 year olds to do this magazine with me. And I was always so, so aware. And I'm a woman working with gay men. So again, if I'm like a man working with like a woman, especially, I was so overly aware of like, am I overstepping my boundaries? Mm. Do they feel pressured to party with me because I'm giving them 50 bucks to do this thing? I need to be, you know, like, and I'd be like, are you okay? Like, you know, I would just like pay them to write an article yeah. and I was like walking on my tippy toes. Yeah. So it's not hard to be aware mm. of like how you're treating people. People yeah. just choose to not be aware of I it. I think people they, just like, love just... the power. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, even though that job, I mean, she sounded like, you know, that she definitely took advantage of you as like her employee. Um, mm-hmm. What was the best part of that job? Or do you have any like great stories that didn't oh. make it to the book? Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. Like all of it was so fun. Like I wouldn't change anything. (laughs) I mean, that's, let's be clear. Like that shit is so fun. And I'm so glad I went through all of it. Um, no, I mean, it was just like being under her wing felt like, you know, I was this like ratty little punk from North Carolina to me, the most exciting glamorous thing that ever happened to me was like when I went to like, you know, this bar that I wasn't allowed to be in (laughs) because I had a fake ID, like, you know, it's not. And so suddenly she's taking me to like Dolce & Gabbana's house, like to like the most incredible, luxurious fashion parties where you just get all you can drink champagne. And of course I drank all I could drink. She's like, you're not supposed to do that. You're working. She, she, She was in many ways, very mothering. But I think one of the best, one of my best stories that I didn't put in the book was because the story only is relevant if you say that it's Dolce & Gabbana and I just didn't wanna. Yeah. But so when I was working with Dolce & Gabbana, they, um, 
I was also I was doing PR for their parties, and then I was also doing I was also being a cocktail waitress at their parties just to make an extra ninety euros on the weekend. And I would like do MDMA all night, not go to sleep, change clothes, and go do cocktail waitressing in Dolce Gabbana heels, which are the most uncomfortable heels <laughs> I've ever worn. Um, but so they like to thank me for being like such a big part of their fucking life. This was before they got canceled, but like again, they've always been you know. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. so um, they invited me to their um, Christmas party, which was like. So like, it was so like it was a hundred people in like their house. It was like really 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 special. Everyone there was like the most important person. I also have this I have this bad habit of like I'll meet like a really important person and I'll just just like talk to them as if they're nobody because that's just how I'm equal to everyone, right? If you're not interesting, I'm not gonna talk to you. But it was like you know the fucking Sotsani was there, like Vogue editors, like designers, and um. I'm in this Christmas party. I'm wearing like my best H&M skirt, my best <laughs> Zara heels. <laughs> I, I dyed my hair green that night by myself. I'm like feeling it. I pre-gamed with like a box of Savonello, which is this one year old box wine. And I get to their house. First of all, their house is like the tackiest shit I've ever seen. Like it's just like wall, like it's just like carpets on the fucking walls. Like it was you know, go like if you think of what Trump's house is like, yeah, it's yeah. like that on crack. <laughs> um, and I loved it. I loved so, but okay, carpets everywhere is important. Carpets, carpets, carpets. And so I'm like, I'm in these heels. I'm like feeling good. I'm like, I come up to my boss. I'm like, why aren't you dancing? She's like, no one dances here. And I'm like, yeah, I'll make them start dancing because my like claim to fame is I know how to start a party. Okay, I'm the one that throws myself on the dance floor. I don't know how to dance and that makes everyone feel really comfortable. So I get a few champagnes in me and I start dancing like in the middle of like what I called the dance floor, which is actually just like their living room full of like really important <laughs> people. And um, I'm dancing, I'm flailing my arms around. I hit something. It's a full tray of champagne, <gasps> orange juice, cocktails, like, you know, nutmeg yeah. type of no. eggnog. The waiter spills everything on the rug the coffee table people's dresses people's shoes thousands of euros worth of fabric people not the walmart fabric at appalachia (laughs) university oh my god and then but the most iconic thing is that the only the thing that happened was my boss turned to me and she said and that's why nobody dances here and then they just kept doing their party and nothing happened. Okay. And that's what fashion parties are like. Mm-hmm. You can, you can, you can have, you can create a disaster, but it's like everyone there was like, oh, and then they just kept drinking and nothing bad happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they don't dance. Like how iconic. That's really so iconic. iconic. I mean, and that's like, a, I, that's what you want from a party as well. That they like some dumb shit like that can happen. Cause there's nothing worse when everyone makes a big Puss over it then you're yeah. like oh god kill I me get killed i mean if i did that at my cousin's easter <laughs> at her apartment i would get hung yeah. like uh, they would throw me off the balcony yeah you know you know it's just that's the thing about like because i know that parties seem so like superficial and like and 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 empty um but you know like and and fashion people they can be such assholes but they're the funniest people in the world. And they've all gone through some terrible shit to be where they are, most of them. Mm-hmm. And so when you really get them all in one cozy little room, <laughs> you can 
you can do anything um, yeah yeah the bar is low I guess they've seen it all as well you mm-hmm. know yeah um I also loved there was one story in there that I remember you telling me of I think it was when you went to Paris Fashion Week and you were throwing ice cubes at um Alexander <laughs> Wang <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well because uh, okay so we were at this like fashion Yulia took us to this um fashion party in Paris it was gorgeous I saw Clara de Lavigne doing blow in the bathroom she had these gorgeous sweat stains under her armpits gorgeous yeah, like, and, um, like Kanye West was there and so I, I found this area it was very crowded and so I found this area that like wasn't as crowded it was like these two sofas this one like dark haired guy sitting on it and then like another girl and like this big table to dance on so I started dancing on the table and this guy who I didn't know was Alexander Wang at the time he's telling me to get off he's pushing me and I'm like fuck you man this is a free country. And I, you know, the American popped up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I started, I took these ice cubes and I started throwing them at him. And it ended up in some article in some magazine. Yeah, this girl was throwing ice cubes. I was in her way. And um, I was very, it was a very proud moment. You know what? I don't really care for his designs. I think they're a little bit boring. Yeah. Yeah. You're more Milan, less New York, you know. I saw Princess honest, Nokia yeah. tried to cancel him a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, you were saying. So, well, so Taya, Taya started it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not liked. No. So you were right all along. Your intuition told you He was you right. cool then. That He yeah. was, like, really, like, oh, yeah, cool then. Oh, yeah, so cool Everyone then. was wearing that jumper, that, like, weird, like, freaking jumper that looked like a cat had clawed its way oh, yeah. through it. Oh. And the bucket bag. Oh, yeah, the bucket the bag. The bucket bag was a big moment with all the studs, the studs on the bottom. I did like that bag. That is, I would still own that bag, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we love studs. Yeah. Look, I may or may not have eBayed it a while ago yes. to see if it was... <laughs> <laughs> it's gone, like, it's in I'm, my Depop I'm search. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's on its way to me, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like eight years later, it was only 150 euro yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, it's bet down. It's bet say. down. Um, so then, obviously, uh, the other part of the book is kind of chronicling like uh, the relationship that you had in Milan, which also you spoke about so much on your sex blog and mm-hmm. I remember like that and like the when you were talking about being a stripper was when I was like who the fuck is this bitch um <laughs> so I guess when you look back on uh that time like what do you kind of like how do you like because I met that guy as well when we were in oh wow Milan, I remember. and you weren't you weren't impressed you didn't understand right yeah. why I was like so obsessed with it. yeah you were like ew but that's, again, that's just, that's what happens. Yeah. Chemistry. What, what were you going to say? Sorry, when I look back? Like, I guess when you look back on that, like, relationship and that time and, like, how you were, like, do you look back at it and be like, oh, silly young girl, or are you like, what the actual fuck? Like, how do you kind of reflect on that, like, time in your life? I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I had to write a fucking book about it yeah. just to get over it. Yeah. And I'm still not over it. Um, <laughs> no, I just... I'm I'm so um, I'm proud of how insane I was. Mm-hmm. I am in awe of like the physical strength I had to like get through those types of days yeah. I had and that kind of just emotional like destruction. Um, and I think that men like the one in the book who is just called the boyfriend mm-hmm. or ex boyfriend when he's the ex. Um, he will not be named even <laughs> with a fake name. Uh, the boyfriend and the boss in the book both just they can't have names. Yeah. It's like. They're almost too important, though. That's the thing. That's yeah. like, you know, they represent like godlike figures. Um, those types of men can spot a type of girl like the one I was. Yeah. A girl that is literally mm. throwing herself at the mercy of the world, naked on a dance floor, <laughs> just waiting for something to fucking happen. To yeah. Her, you know, 
And it's a very pure type of energy that young girls can have um, at a very specific time in their life. And men, certain men, when they see that, they're like, I want to own that. I want to feed off of it. I want to play with that. And I want to fucking destroy it. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes they do. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes girls don't get out alive. Um, I think that the thing that saved me in that specific situation was that he was married. Yeah. Because if he hadn't been married, I would have been completely consumed by him. I would have never left him. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I hope I would. I mean, I hope. In in the end, it only lasted like a year. Yeah. But it was like so insane how you let yourself. And again, of course, now I'm like, I wouldn't have even talked to him if I met him today. Yeah. Uh, we have nothing in common because mm. now I'm like a confident, happy person. But when you're that. Like I was, I was just accepting any trash that fell in my hand. I just like was so grateful to just have anything happen to me. As I said, when girls are that receptive of their surroundings, really, really terrible things could happen. But also again, really fun things, really romantic things. Um, I have no regrets, but you know, you have to read the book to see what you do. You do. I (laughs) I always call it, um, you know, because I have kids, obviously, I always say it's like we're unpracticed humans. Like we're constantly just trying to, you know, get better. And like even now, like I'm dating, I'm 33 and I'm still like, yeah. What the hell, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously so like we're just continuously growing. Um, but I think that is so true. Like I think certain guys are weirdly able to like stalk out certain kind of vulnerabilities in a woman. And Especially then, like, like yeah. a young girl at that age, you know, yeah. like at that kind of like it's almost like a new coming of age age where it used to be like 16, 17. Now it's like 23, yeah. 24. No, yeah. you're out in the world. Yeah. And sorry, I was so fucking fun. That's the thing. I look at it now. You still are. fresh <laughs> eyes. And it's like, yeah, thank you. But it's like, I was just like, I was so fucking fun. I was down for whatever. I had endless energy. I actually randomly had connections and parties. And mm-hmm. I was like, he was like these, these boring older guys, usually. Mm-hmm. They just find like this cute, fun girl to like just pump them full of energy that they don't even have. And it's like, what do the girls get out of it? Usually, I think it's when we are coming of age again in our early 20s, we, you know, just someone having a car to drive us around or like a credit card that they can buy us fucking drinks. That does mean something to a girl who is fucking broke and Mm -hmm. wants to experience everything in the world. And they know Um, that as well. Yeah. And we get we are the ones that get hated on for like, again, like he didn't I didn't fucking get anything financially. But it's like just a guy being able to use his adultness over you it is big because we usually have nothing and the guys our age have nothing Mm -hmm. and we are the types of girls that want to like see and experience everything most also again I wasn't a sugar baby but most sugar babies you see or even like you know any country you go to the girls that are like escorts they're just the most adventurous girls of their generation usually because they're like look any other job I get I'm just gonna be whatever miserable (laughs) like this I can be whatever guy I marry will probably treat me like shit anyway. Mm -hmm. So I may as well be with some guy who doesn't like me, but I get to travel and I get to dress Mm -hmm. how I want. Well, one of our friends who is an escort, I remember like we went out for drinks for a while ago and like, I actually was like when you had gone home and Evan came, we were chatting and she was talking about her job and stuff. And she said something that actually like struck a chord so much. I was like, whoa, dabbing on that truth. Uh, She was like, escorting for me is the easiest way for me to class hop she was like the people she's like it would take me generations to be around Mm -hmm. like anyone close to a billionaire but she was like I could probably Mm -hmm. work straight for two years and meet six of them 
And she's like, exactly. And she's like, and you know, it just is what it is. It's not saying that it's fantastic or that it's terrible, but it's like, it's just factual. She was like, you know, you can, the people that you meet and like, you know, and obviously it's like, you know, there's like risk that goes along with it. There is like, you know, uh, elements of your life that you can have to, you might have to forfeit or like your personal life or your relationships or whatever. But like the, you know, the rewards that you can take from it as well are like things that you might not ever get and that that is what it what risk is and you mm-hmm. know people who are like willing to take like big risks no matter the field that you go into you know uh you you could that's the thing you might reap great yeah, rewards class hopping. Yeah. that's a great term i know hopping. yeah, yeah when, it is. when you do hop a class you one thing that's important to note is of course it's not that rich people are better i mean i grew up i'm a fucking poor uh i was gonna say italian croatian immigrant <laughs> but, and i've met I've met, I've met, you know, yeah, the, the, the top of the top and they're all fucking dicks. Like, yeah. like, like Jimmy, like, like Jimmy job at the, at the pub, whatever. Yeah. Probably the guy at the pub is way more interesting than, than the, than the, you know, fucking billionaire who's yeah. hiring 20 girls to hang out with him. But it's the experience. We want experience. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be stuck. We want to be able to, you know. Yeah. And, and that's, um, and like, I think that's the, uh, you know, like you ended up with like a really great book from it, you know? And, yeah. And you know, what better way to like funnel it creatively and so probably true. like therapeutic for you to kind of like actually, cause like that happened so quick, you know, you were in Milan. And as I said, when I met you, we met him one night and I think you had like, I guess you'd probably stop seeing each other like maybe yeah. soon. Cause at the end of the book, you met your friend Philippe and I remember like when I was with you and you were like I just met this guy like Philippe like we hang out all the time but he's yeah. a boyfriend now and I was like so I literally met you like right at the end of the book and then yeah. your life just changed so quickly like so fast you know you got married you moved yeah. to, back to America then you were in New York now you're in LA so I guess that was just really nice for you to be able to kind of lament over it and kind yeah. of process yeah to get some closure mm-hmm. right like we all need um our lives, yeah, our lives move so fast and we're always actually documenting our lives like on Instagram, but it's not even for us, it's for other people. Yeah. And so we're actually just like constantly throwing out our experiences at the world and never really getting to like journal about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diary. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's important, we need that, we need yeah. that. I'm, I love, um, oh my God, I loved, um, what was it? You did like this video where it was like, uh, uh, like you one moment you were like drinking like this is like so crazy and amazing like I can do whatever I want and then the next scene you're like crying I oh, can't yeah. do anything <laughs> that was really that was really funny I love that because and I think that a lot of us finally one nice thing that happened from quarantine is that like we kind of got a chance to think about yeah our lives and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. it's like being a teenager cute. again like I fully was stoned last night and started journaling <laughs> like I put, I put pen to paper I haven't done that in so long and I was just like I'd, I'd had a fight with my sisters and I was like I just I think I need to tell my journal yeah <laughs> dear journal sorry it's been 10 years yeah yeah, yeah. how are you did you start every diary like that because Jenny and I both started every diary with Hey, it's, you're in for a wild ride. I'm gonna ride in you every day. Yeah. <laughs> or like I'd be naming them or and it'd always be the day they'd be like, first of January 2001. And then the next time she'd be like, fourth of April 2004. And I'd be like, hey diary. And I'd be like, sorry for I haven't touched in. It's been so crazy over here. The life of a 12 year old. <laughs> I know, or mine would always be like, first one, like, hey, this is going to be the start of a really yeah. big journey. And then the second page is like, to buy tampons, milk, bread. Like, 
<laughs> but I'm yeah, like, I mean, it. so where, if I anyone buy. listening to you uh, wants to buy your book in Ireland, where can they get it? Okay, so um, yeah, Amazon doesn't have an Ireland link at the moment. So the best place to go is Clash, like the Clash, mm-hmm. clashbooks.com. And my book is like on their books page. Um, also, if you just search Life of the Party, T-E-A, the link will show up. But yeah, clashbooks.com is the best bet. They mail anywhere. They do. Um, I got, I, we got our copies from there and they come in a beautiful gold envelope. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, they it package head. it really well. Stunning. They'll throw in a sticker. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous, glossy hardcover, it's which stunning. I'm really happy about. Yeah. The cover and, is like super important to a book. And I, I like the length because, you know, with lockdown, I think we're kind of trying to get back into maybe some things that we would have lost. Like, you know, I was like finding loads of new music in lockdown and like hockey and tinder out of it and that kind of stuff that I wouldn't really have the time to indulge in but like reading is so nice but it's kind of overwhelming when you haven't read in so long but I love the size of the book it's like oh yeah not kind of scary yeah it's not it's not intimidating. <laughs> any book yeah every book should either be right under 200 pages or like 500 pages yeah I it's like lord of the rings like I don't like a random like 350 page book. What is that? Yeah. Like write two yeah. books. I can't like, with a big, like, a big long book. Like I wouldn't go near a Lord of the Rings book no, or no. a Harry Potter. No, book. 200 no. is perfect. You know, 250 on the upper yeah. tier, but like I'm expecting some pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting that, you know, that glossy insert in the middle of the book where you're like, Me, oh. 1997 yeah. was my first husband. Yeah. I always skip ahead. I'm like, what am I getting into here? I know. Uh, but Taya, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, everyone go check out Taya's Instagram, which is, well you all know everyone's always like I love your friend tea because yeah. like cups of tea <laughs> we it's love tea. tea here so uh, Tay is spelled like tea like the word tea so T-E-A-H-A-C-I-C on Instagram we'll and pop you up on our Instagram yes, as well and we also um, you have merch oh. I really want to buy some of your merch your merch is so cool your merch is amazing Taya Thanks. I'm going to send y'all some. I love the shirt you guys sent me, by oh, the way. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Such a good, such a good uplifting message. Even though, like, they did steal They did. Yeah, I know, um, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, and they're the taking our winter stuff. while they're at it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, the stuff is so and, cool. Uh, and Yulia cool. took yeah, those photos, did she? Yulia took, yeah, she did this amazing, she's the best. Like, whenever I just need, like, a, a gorgeous photo shoot, like, you know, last minute, she'll show up with yeah. her camera and she's, like, so professional. She took these photos for ID Italy. And yeah, I slapped them on her. I love I made this those photos. Hoodie called Com de Troye, like Com de Garçon. And Troye means like bitch slash slut slash cunt in, in Italy. It's a kind of all for all in what one. What is word. it? I'm, okay, Troia. we need to try and bring that over here. If there is a word that is Troia. bitch, cunt, and slut in one word, yeah, Troya. Yeah. Troya. It's like the ultimate, like, you know, stab yeah. to a woman. But like, we've reclaimed it. We're Troya Radicali. So um, that's I've your just podcast, made some merch right? Because we, yeah, because you guys have like, I love y'all's fans and followers. Like oh, it's thanks. so beautiful how you packed out those arenas. I know. And your bad. girls remind me a lot of my Italian Troy yeah. Italy because they're just like who we were, who we wanted to be. Yeah. The kid, the kids, the girls now, the young girls now are like so much better than we were. Like oh, they're like they know shit. They're like more like I think yeah. self aware and like confident because they have like YouTube and stuff. I'm kind of glad that I was going around looking insane. Yeah, well, like, I just had a full <laughs> face of concealer and yeah. no powder. <laughs> like, I know, like they're all like contoured as fuck, and they're like 13. It's crazy, yeah. but yeah. Um, but that is great, Tay. We'll have all your links up anyway. So, guys, you should go follow Tay. She's Thank incredible, you. especially if anyone's trying to learn Italian. Honestly, because Tay does so much content in Italian, you'll mm-hmm. get right up to speed. <laughs> um, but thanks so much, Taya and. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.